Welcome to the Contractor's Best Friend Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Humphrey, and we're sponsored today by 4constructionpros.com and Caterpillar. Today's topic is on proactive safety, and we have two individuals that are going to join me in this conversation. First of all, Morgan Grigsby, our Caterpillar safety expert. Morgan, welcome to today's podcast. And we're also joined by Jason Hurtis, Caterpillar's global market professional for quarry and aggregates. Both of you have high stakes in the area of safety, as we all do. And I know, Jason, from an application standpoint, even when you're dealing with your equipment customers, how much safety is a part of this. But Morgan, I want to start with you. With your area of specialty, give us where you think we're at at this time, just in general picture, large picture, where we're at safety-wise as it relates to equipment, construction, the contractors, their commitment, that type of thing. Yeah, well, Brad, I think we can all agree that safety is at the, the forefront of everyone's mind as they're, as they're going to work every day. We want to make sure we're getting everybody home safely. And one of the shifts that we're seeing very positively is that customers are really interested in talking about proactive safety discussions about how do we take our safety standards and not use them in a punitive manner, but really getting everybody involved and, and talking about it so that it's it's less focused on things we didn't do right. It's right. focused more on what we're doing well in areas where we have room for improvement. You just hit something, and, and I'd like for you to go back and maybe just clarify something, because I love the, the term proactive versus reactive, right? Uh, and, and, you, and one of the key words there for me was punitive, the lack thereof. Give us again, maybe the why behind why is proactive safety really, why is that more of a positive approach to preventing safety issues down the road? Well, and w- one of the things we see just straight human nature is that people are more responsive to positive reinforcement than negative. If we can take safety and frame it in that positive mindset, we're going to get people that are more eager and more willing to get on board and work to keep that site safer. Uh, The other thing we're seeing is, you know, on some of the other discussions that we've had, we've talked about telematics, taking that data from the equipment, using it for equipment management, for productivity. And one of the changes we're seeing in the industry that I'm personally very excited about is also taking safety data Mm -hmm. and evaluating that so that we can proactively look at the information and make site changes so that we're not doing a reactive uh, assessment and we're proactively making changes. Jason, this fits right in almost to the I won't throw it into the telematics. That may be something you can address, but that certainly is is in the direction of the equipment perspective of safety as well, right? It definitely is. I mean, that's important to everything that we do as far as manufacturing and placing equipment, whether it's uh, from the factory or kind of in Morgan's area, you know, after the fact or after factory, it's all about keeping a positive light on safety, keeping everybody safe, keeping the machines as technology advanced as what we can in the safety standpoint. Morgan, one of the things that as I work with contractors around the country, uh, one of the, it's almost a, a phrase I almost hear again across the country, and that is, hey, we want you to go home safe every day. We want you to go home in one piece every day kind of a thing. And, and I know you you know what I'm talking about there. How do we build good discussions um, you know, between 
people on site with, without necessarily, again, being negative or being threatening in any way? What, what might be some positive ways we could actually do that right at the point of contact with our people in the, in the field? Yeah, so we're already seeing standard practices to have toolbox talks every day and make sure that we're addressing certain issues on site or that the contractors are addressing the you know, potential issues. The other thing that we're seeing is the opportunity to use technology to mm. enable those safety discussions. So you take the some of the, not necessarily the thought process, but you take some of the, how what's the best way to do this out of the 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 hands of the operators and you let the technology help them with reminders about different situations, whether that be reminder to put your seatbelt on, mm-hmm. a an alert system that is alerting them to different people around the machine. So it's not only about getting those discussions going and keeping them active on the site, but it's also what can we do to upgrade the technology on our machines to help help make it simpler. Operators have a lot going on mm-hmm. and anything we can do to provide some additional tools to them, that's a win in my book. That's a great. And you know, I, I, of course you and I, I mean, all of us can apply this to even our personal vehicles, right? Where we got the backup, we have the cameras, we have the, the side, the side sensors and those kind of things. And it has made a difference. And, and I think if I'm correct on this, you probably have the numbers, but if I'm correct on even, even vehicles that, that we drive is the fact that those injuries and, and accidents have gone down because of such uh, pieces of uh, safety equipment, correct? Yeah, absolutely. In increasing visibility and really awareness around a machine is, is paramount in decreasing safety incidents on site. Yeah. Jason, when you're looking at the equipment from the purely equipment standpoint, I, I know safety is, is built in and I know even Caterpillar is, is probably continuing your research, greater ways of protection. What might be some simple examples of equipment that you're involved with that would be some examples of, of the safety that's being built in that is really designed to keep that operator safe? Well, it all starts with the operator compartment. You look at all of our cabs, they have more glass today than they've ever had in the past. And the reason for that is to open up any potential blind spots or blind areas. It's not to just put more glass in because we want to put more glass in. It's there for for a specific purpose. Mm -hmm. The placement of the operator inside the cab has changed on a lot of machines where the seat might be angled so they have a better field of view. It's pretty hard to find a piece of heavy equipment, especially a new piece of heavy equipment that doesn't come out of the factory with a rear view camera or object detection, or at least have object detection as an option to kind of mirror what's going on in the automotive market with cameras and sensors, as you alluded to. Uh, I mean, the other thing that we're addressing is entrance and exit on the machines. I mean, that's where most of the safety incidences occur. Somebody climbing up into a machine, climbing down from a machine. Uh, they got their hands full, you know, they got a thermos, they got a lunchbox, they got their, you know, handheld radio, cell right. phone. Right. Um, so angling of the stairs and the approach uh, getting into the machines has, has been looked at and has, has been adjusted. Uh, the size of the platforms, the grip of the platforms themselves, and as simple as the lighting. A lot of the machines, when you open the cab door now, external lights will come on and light up the perimeter of the machine not only to help the operator get in and out of the machine, but to help them perform their important uh, morning walk around or safety tasks on that particular machine before they even start it up. 
Well, that's a great that's a great example right there, and and and, and I know Morgan would agree that you know we we're seeing operators that you know even on open job sites, not even in the mining industry, but in open job sites, you know they you may have your guys and equipment, they may be out there at four four thirty in the morning trying to get ahead of the game a little bit of their work crews that are coming in to say at six. Uh, and so that's a very critical part of this. You know, you also said something, Jason, I thought was interesting. And, and Morgan, even a basic, it's not a telematics, but it's just teaching people the, the, the three points of contact, right? I mean, that's the basics of walking up or down uh, and especially not carrying things in your hands, right? Absolutely. It's something as simple as throwing all of your gear that you're taking up into the cab in a bag to enable you you know, face the machine with three mm-hmm. points of contact as you're mm-hmm. getting in and out. That, that's a huge thing. Slips, trips, falls are still a major, a major issue on, on sites today. You know, I, I was really excited to, to, to have you on our show today and, I, and for a couple of reasons. One is I have served as a sort of the, the head fellow for, for safety for a company before where I had my OSHA 500. I did a lot of 10 and 30 training and that type of thing. Did a lot of assessments, dealt with, dealt with a lot of OSHA uh, uh, t- uh, assessors out there. Unfortunately, we won all of those, which was a good thing. But from a safety standpoint, Morgan, let me let me put you let me put you in the life of, of contractors that I know you know. If if I have a contractor that is just really in need of safety um, for for the company, especially as it relates to the equipment that they're using, that type of thing, can, can you give me three or four basic just how tos? What would, where would you start at? What would you get a, a contractor really focusing on first, and then maybe take me through a couple of steps that you would advise them if you were consulting. Yeah. So first thing, we mentioned toolbox talks earlier and make sure that we have those going. And I know, thankfully, that those are pretty standard on most job sites. Again, making sure that we're talking about safety in a positive light, encouraging people to actually look around and submit a card or let people know when there is a safety opportunity. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, I, I think it's pretty easy to look around a site and think, well, I'm running this dozer, so I'm just going to focus on that, even though they may notice some you know, potential safety issue. So getting that proactive safety discussion, really encouraging people to bring that to their teammates and just making everybody comfortable about it. We, we mentioned earlier, we just we have to get away from safety being a punitive a punitive discussion all the time and rewarding positive safety changes is is going to be a huge change um, and something we're seeing positively in the industry now which is which is amazing to see yeah that's interesting you just said that because i i will admit that in the last year or two i've actually seen a higher number of my clients even that are providing some type of financial even incentive and i don't know whether that's good or bad or legal or not legal uh, but I, I just wanted to throw that through you. Do you see that as well? Are you seeing a little bit of growth there? It sounds like you are, maybe. So definitely, definitely seeing more leaning towards that. I'm not seeing. I haven't personally been seeing a lot of incentives, but what I right. have been seeing is is requirements of obviously certain safety records, and when you're bidding jobs or even the ability to be on on the bidders list is is hampered mm-hmm. by what safety you you know, by your safety record. Yeah. So we're definitely seeing maybe even not I I haven't seen the incentives, but I yep. think we're we're definitely seeing the financial impact of it. That's that's fair. Incentives to me, incentives. I, I and I wasn't even thinking about monetary. I was thinking more just recognition. But but I agree with you. And I have seen also. I could concur 
certainly with a lot of my clientele and the groups that I work with at, at shows and at conventions, how many of these folks are starting to see this pop up on their on their bid list uh, requirements from from a client. Hey, this has been a very educated. I mean, we could talk about safety all day. I know that. Um, as we close out, I just want, number one, I want to thank Morgan. Thank you for being a part of this. And, and Jason, as always, you bring in some great insight. But those of you that are listening, if you'd like to listen to this a second time, you certainly can. We encourage you to do that. We did a lot of note taking there. But I did want to thank you for being a part of that, the Contractor's Best Friend podcast. Again, I'm Brad Humphrey. Thank you for joining us. And hey, have a great year. Find more helpful information from cat experts on cat.com on the tips, tech, and tools expert page.